0: adjoining property owners were notified there was a legal notice published in the newspaper as well as a posting on the physical site itself on top of that or in addition to that um, we published in the route county website the meeting agenda which contains the zoom information on it and it was coincidentally on facebook as well and the whole purpose is i just want to make sure that everybody had an access to or at least add the ability to access um, this particular meeting. A couple of uh, additional comments. Um, this meeting is available to the public and participants via telephone. The telephone number is also published on the agenda. John Merrill, I think for sure, are you not in fact published, are you not participating by phone? John? Perhaps not.
1: Uh, he w- he was muted. Maybe we can unmute. He's unmuted now.
0: Okay. Okay, John, are you there? John Merrill? Perhaps not. Okay. Um, because this is hey, a new Steve? venue to a lot of us, I think it's important that most, yes.
2: Sorry. Is that I'm you, so- John? No, I'm, it's Andy. I show John as still muted on my screen, if that is indeed him.
3: And he's showing unmuted oh. on mine, so.
2: I'm showing him muted.
3: Okay, let Just me try. Stand, it.
2: By. stand by. Chris you are good good Oh, there he is. Hi, John. Are you
4: there now? John have been Aaron? here all along.
0: Uh, Well, blame the technology and or the operators or both. (laughs) Welcome, John. Uh, I was just going through some of the announcements that you saw um, previously today. Uh, The next issue that probably has a fair amount of uh, consideration, well, first things first, um, I think it makes sense for most people that have participated in the Zoom uh, process, Unless they really have something to say, it, it makes more sense that you're uh, muted. And that eliminates a lot of background noise, a lot of other nonsense that goes on. The next part, and along those lines, those wishing to speak, there is a hand raise feature on Zoom. And I'll just briefly comment on it or point it out. At the bottom of your screen, you'll see a participants icon. Mine presently is showing 22 participants. If you click on that icon, you will see the ability to raise hand. And I'm going to tell you it's at, where is it at? Ah. No, you know what? I can't do that. You can do that. I'm sorry. Uh, Christy, am I saying this correctly? Because I'm a host, I cannot mute or I cannot raise my hand. Is is that true?
5: Mm I can make you. So anyone that's not a
0: host. Yep,
5: I'm here. Go ahead. Now you can do it.
0: Uh, Okay. Yes. So I'm just for the benefit of people. I'm gonna raise my hand and I think in the upper left hand corner. Is it showing?
6: Yep. And,
5: uh... yep. I'm gonna lower your hand, Steve. Does it show? Okay. Yep. Okay.
6: Oh, okay. okay.
0: Okay. Good. So with that in mind, um, I think I've gone through as much as I possibly. let's start here. Is there anyone that's participating that is not at all familiar with Zoom? Might be a good time to just know that up front. That's good. Like response is perfect. Okay. With that thought over and done with in terms of housekeeping. I'd like to call the meeting to the route County planning commission to order Sarah, if you would be so kind as to call the role of the commissioners, please.
1: Uh, Steve Warnke. Present. Brian Kelly. Present. Andrew Benjamin. Here. Troy Berkshire. Here. John Merrill? Here. Bill Norris?
7: Here.
1: Greg Yeager? Here. Peter Flint? Here. Roberta Marshall? No Roberta. Uh, Billy Metzelfeld?
0: No, actually, Sarah B- Roberta is here. I just didn't, she didn't respond.
1: Oh. She's, I can see she's, her face. I'm sorry, I had to unmute, sorry. Okay. Oh, Roberta, there you are, okay. Uh, Billy Metzelfeld. Okay. Um, Rohel Abid.
7: Okay.
0: Okay. Thank you, Kira. For the record, we definitely have a quorum. I'd like to move on next to um, staff. Just a list of, Sarah, perhaps you can help me with this, uh, just to put a list together of Who's in attendance from staff?
1: Um, I have Christy Windsor, interim planning director, um, and Chris Brookshire, staff planner. I don't think there's anybody else.
5: Nope. Nope. Uh,
0: Good, Okay. thank you. And then uh, the petitioner and representatives of the petitioner, for the record, would you please introduce yourselves?
6: Yes, hi. Um, Alan Bilbo uh, with Zerco Wireless.
4: Sean Heskett with Zerco Wireless.
8: Jim Stegmeyer with Yampa Valley Engineering. Ellen Slobodnik with Yampa Valley
1: Engineering.
9: That should be it. Okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you very much. And then lastly, whether you are on phone or on um, participating video-wise video on Zoom, I'd appreciate it if I, we'd have a list of the public. Under normal circumstances, in a conventional meeting, we would ask the public to sign, actually, the public and the petitioners both, sign a clipboard that has uh, room for your name and address. Um, obviously, we don't have that here, so I'm going to ask you to do that. Publicly and announce your name um, so that we have you on the record. And anyone can jump in. Remember, you have to uh, unmute yourself.
3: I can start. I'm Colleen DeYoung. My address is 946 Pine Street.
0: Thank you, Colleen. Anyone else?
3: My name is Katie Warshaw.
9: Katie, are you on phone?
3: Um, I'm on zoom without video. Can I get your last name, please? There you go. Yep. It's Warshall. W A R C H O L. Got it. Thank you. Thank you.
2: My name's uh, Jared Albee. And address is seven nine zero. Mill run court here in steamboat.
4: My name is Kevin Nagel, N-A-G-L-E. N-A-G-L-E. Um, do you require
2: your address? No. Okay.
6: My name Kevin, is could you spell
0: Josh- your last name again, please? I-, I got it. Okay, thanks, Sarah.
6: And my name is Joshua Nowak,
9: N-O-W-A-K.
10: And my name is Keegan Coates. C-O-A-T-E-S.
3: Hey. Hi, this is Julie Errington. My name should be up on the screen. Um, I'm the park manager at Steamboat Lake and Pearl Lake State Parks.
5: Hey. Any more? Yeah. I think that's it. I see an Isaac somebody. Uh, that's Ellen from Yampa Valley Engineering. Oh, that's Ellen. Okay.
0: So, Sarah, would you concur with me from a public standpoint? We have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven individuals. Uh, yes. Or did I miss one?
1: No, that's correct.
0: Okay. Thank you. Thank, thank you very thank you. much. I appreciate that. Go ahead, Christy.
5: I was going to say, um, there's two. Is John signed on twice? There's a John. I don't know if that's John Merrill. And then there is a phone number, um, somebody also on. So I don't know if that's John twice.
0: I think the f- phone number that's is That's
5: John. John twice. OK. Thank you. Perfect.
0: Okay, moving forward, um, at this point in the evening, we have an item, agenda item called public comment. So anyone who wishes to address the planning, planning commission on any item that is not on the agenda this evening, now would be the time to do so. I'm going to conclude that no one has anything to bring before the board that is not on the agenda for the evening, so there before, I will close the public comment portion of this evening's agenda. Next item on the agenda would be the approval of the minutes of the uh, last meeting we had. (laughs) Sorry. Uh, the May 21st meeting, um, are there any corrections, additions, deletions to that,
9: those minutes. Brian, I move. We approve the minutes as read.
3: Second.
9: Thank you, Brian. Might there be a second,
3: second, I'll second, it.
0: uh, that was you, Roberta.
11: Yeah, it's actually me and
0: Andrew. Perfect. Okay. Uh, We'll use uh, Brian and Roberta as a first and second. Um, We're going to just change it around rather than ask for an affirmation. I'm going to assume that all commission members are uh, in favor of the minutes as written and the motions as as proposed and seconded and ask for if there are any nays. To the motion, now would be the time to do so.
8: Okay, hearing
0: no nays, the motion the uh, motion is approved, and the minutes from May twenty first are approved as well. Consent agenda is the next item on um, our agenda, and then actually, as there is nothing on the con- consent agenda, we'll just move right through that. Items for consideration. Circle wireless petition activity number PL-19-189. Um, I think I'd like to start with the petitioner.
2: Uh, I'm oh, your, that,
0: oh, sorry, Andy. Don't we yes.
2: have uh, the consent agenda?
11: That
0: I is. went through that, there is no consent. There is nothing on the agenda.
11: Oh, sorry. I
2: thought I was paying attention, but maybe I wasn't.
0: Nope. <laughs> no problem. Um, so, again, activity number PL-19-189. My expectations are the petitioner has a, a presentation to the planning commission. I don't know who that's going to, who's going to be doing that. So whomever should
4: speak up and move on. Well, thank you. Uh, again, my name is Sean Heskett. I'm one of the co-founders and owners of Zirkel Wireless. I'm a Colorado native and have been in Route County since 1999. And this is my business partner, Alan Belvo. Yep. Alan, I also moved to
6: Route County in 1999 and um, president and co-founder of Zirkle. Uh We want to start off. Uh, you know, gentlemen, before you get too far into this, if, yes.
0: if if I may interrupt for just one moment before you start, yeah. I'm going to make an assumption that you're comfortable with, um, this venue. Um, yes. and that, um, with that thought in mind, you're willing to go forward. I'll also let you know if at any point in time, you are not comfortable or something isn't working for you because of the venue. Um, we have the right, and I think you can request that the matter be, uh, Tabled, if you will, or at least put off for the time being until we rectify whatever that problem might be. And my concern is, there may be some technical issues that none of us Either know how to deal with or in a position to deal with. So I just want to get that out there before you get down that that road too far.
6: Okay. Uh, Very good. it's all right, then I'd like to start off first by uh, some thank yous uh, to Christy and the whole planning department for the work uh, you've all performed uh, on our application. Uh, also the planning commissioners for accommodating this uh, type of online hearing. Uh, Jim and Ellen for, uh, for helping us with our application and uh, also to the many residents in North Route who have continually encouraged us to expand our coverage area. Um, we formed Zirkel Wireless in 2001, because we needed uh, an internet connection ourselves, and it just wasn't available in most of Steamboat. Uh, since then, uh, Zirkel has gone on to be the uh, first ISP to bring internet to most of Rao County. And uh, our local startup now employs 15 locals, uh, including one of our lead technicians that's also uh, Keegan, that's in here tonight, that uh, grew up in North Route himself. His parents uh, own Midnight Ranch. Uh, We've been attempting to serve more of North Route for over 13 years. uh, But because North Route is surrounded by public lands, which is great, um, but it hasn't been conducive to uh, us securing an antenna site. Uh, Not until we found the parcel of land that we're gonna talk about tonight. It's a private piece of land and we found it Uh, Available in late 2018 and purchase it in early 2019. Um, A large number of North Route residents call us every year in hopes that we can deliver broadband service that they need for work and school and other opportunities and entertainment. Um, And then most recently, the demand for reliable broadband has increased drastically because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, Internet traffic on our network currently is up over 30% compared to this time last year. Uh, Residents in North Route, I believe have suffered the most because they don't have access to reliable broadband. So students can't do their online homework and workers can't work from home for the most part um, because of the lack of broadband. Um, We believe advanced broadband access has the potential to create more jobs, increase competitiveness, uh, promote learning, enhance public safety, provide better health care, and reduce the carbon footprint in all the communities that have broadband access. Um, uh, we, we know with this uh, antenna site on historic uh, Hans Peak that uh, bringing broadband to North Route comes with a responsibility to do so in a way that respects the areas that we all cherish. Uh, we named our company Zirkle Wireless because the Zirkle Wilderness is one of our favorite places in Route County. We also know that Hans Peak is a historic landmark and uh, we respect that and we want to continue to respect that. Um, And by adding this antenna site, we want to make sure that we're minimizing the visual impact and therefore we've designed our antenna site to look like a small cabin in the woods. It will be over 900 feet below the peak and uh, our structure is much smaller than the fire lookout tower at the top, and uh, our structure will be hidden, uh, mostly hidden in the trees. The location of our tower will not be visible from public hiking trail, uh, the public, main public hiking trail to the peak. Um, it's just not. Uh, it's blocked by the contour of the mountain. So at this point, we'd like to uh, share a screen, if that's all right, now to demonstrate uh, some of the visual impact. Uh, we can show from another tower. Christy is that okay to go ahead and uh, do a share share screen? Okay.
4: All right. Can everybody see the screen there? I'm going to assume. So I didn't hear anybody. but um, Yeah, again, it looks good. To, okay. Looks again, good. thank you to the Planning Commission for accommodating this online uh, forum and uh we'll start here uh this is a rendering of uh what the tower uh site will look like Uh, as alan said we designed it as a small cabin in the woods it's approximately 26 feet wide by 13 feet deep which is about 338 square feet Uh, the tower on the side of it will be 30 feet tall But the tower will only stick five feet above the highest point of the building. Um, And again, we are over 900 feet below the peak and we do not poke above the ridgeline. This picture down here shows um, The Jeep is parked basically where we will be building the tower structure and building And then this rendering shows this is where the jeep is parked right here and as you can see most of the grade on this hillside is 70 percent. this is the one flat spot on the property um, and there is road access right to it um, that we'll be able to use Um, and then as for the visual impact this right here is the tower site there is a couple cabins within a half a mile This cabin over here is Tim McGill's, who is also a co-owner of the property that we're building the tower on. And he has given us um, a consent.
6: Letter letter of authorization.
4: Letter of authorization. And then most of the visual sites from this tower site are all the way uh, two and a half miles over here to Steamboat Lake. Uh, This area right here is Hans Peak Village, and it is blocked by this ridge right here. Um, This is a rendering, basically, if you were in an airplane in the air, uh, looking at Hans Peak, this is where the tower site will be situated on the mountain, and down here is Steamboat Lake. Uh, I'd like to now show you a PowerPoint presentation that we did of an other site that we have. So I got some example pictures here of our tower site that is in Milner. This is the tower site. It is a 50-foot tower, which is 20 feet taller than the proposed 30-foot tower for Hans Peak. Uh, The solar array is a similar size as what will be situated on the cabin structure. Um, And then I went around and took photos from five different locations where this tower is visible. Um, All of these sites are about a mile to 1.65 miles is the furthest one. Uh, Whereas with the Hans Peak Tower, most places will be further than two miles away. Uh, But this is just to give you an idea of what a tower looks like visually from a distance. So this is site number one. This is precision excavating and County Road 129. um, Looking at Saddle Mountain and Saddleback Ranch. And the tower is right there in that oval. And this is 1x uh, zoom. So this is uh, on my iPhone 11. I did a 2x zoom picture. And there's the tower. Uh, It looks very similar to the trees that are around it. Something else to note is that this tower actually sticks above the ridge line, whereas the Hans Peak Tower will be up against the mountain. Um, So it'll be very difficult to see against the mountain. Uh, And then this is a 10 times zoom, and again, that's the tower structure there. Looks similar to the trees from this vantage point. Moving on to site number two, we're traveling down uh, County Road 179. Um, This is 1.3 miles away. This is at the entrance to Three Waters Ranch. Uh, You'll notice this antenna tower, or uh, a power pole right here. This power pole is actually about 60 to 70 feet tall. So for reference, um, our tower at Hans Peak would be about half the height of that power, electric power pole. Uh, again, there's our tower on Saddle Mountain. Here's the two-time zoom picture of it. There's the tower. And here's the 10 times zoom, the tower and the solar panels there. Now we'll move to site number three, further down 179. This one is one mile away. Uh, We're at the corner of Snowshoe Lane. And it is very snowy this day that I'm out there. Uh, The tower is right there in the middle of the picture. And here's the two times zoom. Again, against the mountain, the the tower and and the solar panels look very similar to the trees and everything around it. And then there's the 10 times zoom, which, again, your eyeballs would never be able to 10 times zoom. So Uh, this is the same vantage point in the late summer. There's the tower structure. There's two times zoom. And there's 10 times zoom. So you can see in both winter and in summer that uh, they both kind of fade into the background. Uh, Site number four is the entrance to Saddleback Ranch. And there's the tower structure in the distance at one times. Here's two times zoom. It looks like a skinny tree right there. And there's 10 times zoom. It still looks like a very skinny tree. Uh, Now we move to site number five, which is on the north side of Saddle Mountain. And uh, it's across Highway 40 at the intersections of County Road 44 and 44B. And here's the view of Saddle Mountain. The tower structure is right there. It looks similar to the trees. And here again, there's the tower structure. And when you zoom in, you can see that the tower structure actually is less visible than the tree that's right next to it. And that's the end of that slide. Stop the green train. Yep, I'm going to stop screen sharing here. And I'll pass it back to Alan. Sure.
6: Um, we would just say, you know, after the, you know, kind of thinking of the visual impact um, from any, any substantial distance, a mile or so, it's going to be very minimal. It really is going to blend in, um, especially since we're not even sticking up above the ridge line there. Um, in conclusion, I would say the community of North Route deserves to have some broadband access like the rest of Route County. They've waited longer than any other community in Route County. Um, the Route County Strategic Broadband Plan states that competitive broadband is essential to sustaining and developing Route County's economic and cultural vitality. We agree with this statement, and we hope to have the support of the Planning Commission so that we can make broadband and north route a reality, um, possibly even late this year. So thank you again, and I'll go back to Christy.
5: Um, Did anybody from Planning Commission have any questions, or would you like me to go into it and then save your
0: question? I kind of thought, Christy, you should do staff presentation now. Okay. And then we'll save, and then we can kind of consolidate all the questions to one.
5: Great. Um, so the applicant did a great job describing the site and the actual overall proposal. I will focus on our review criteria and, um, and what we use during that process. Um, I wanna start with, um, which I believe most of you are familiar with the FCC guidance uh, for review and your decisions on wireless facilities and just state for the record three main um, facts that we all just need to be reminded of of when we're reviewing wireless applications. So uh, the first would be that the board may not discriminate between different service providers And then also the board may not take any action that would ban altogether or have an effect of banning the placement of wireless facilities in a particular area. And then also the the Telecommunications Act of 96 expressly preempts state and local governments regulation of the placement, construction, and modification of wireless facilities on the basis of environmental effects or radio frequency emissions to the extent that such facilities comply with the FCC's regulations concerning such emissions. And last, the board cannot deny wireless facilities uh, because service is available from another provider elsewhere. So in addition to that, staff then also looks to our own regulations, specifically the standards outlined in 8.10.3 of the Route County Zoning regulations which really focus around visual mitigation specifically from adjacent residences and from county right-of-ways. As the applicants noted, this site is over two miles from the nearest residence and from the county roads. Also the placement on this mining claim has this null that they were showing you um, where it makes it pretty difficult to see this site um, I was up in the area and I couldn't even really make out where this, where this actual location was. And it seemed to be screened behind the knoll that they had showed you on their, um, on their renderings. Uh, with that, I believe site and access concerns that staff had to the site have been addressed through, um, through the applicant's design mitigations. Specifically, that they have screened the building to be a muted color to match in with the surrounding area. Access to the site was a concern. Um, We have reached out to the Forest Service, which is the access road that reaches this site, um, and they are able to obtain a permit which is drafted into the conditions of approval if this were approved. We have also reached out to the fire department. They have responded, and those comments were included in the staff packet. Um, And I believe um, the applicants also reached out to North Route Fire District as well. Um, There seemed to be some confusion, um, but those comments and follow up were also provided to you all in the um, revised agenda. We also got comments from support from CPW and from uh, Steamboat Lake from the state park. So um, let's see, with that, I think that covers, you know, the main points I wanted to make, but I will just bring up a screen share of the um, staff report and just for the issues of discussion Um, that I believe the focus um, should be directed to. And that is, has the applicant met the standards for freestanding telecommunication facilities in section eight and three? Specifically, have they visually mitigated the the construction or the proposal from adjacent residential development and public right-of-ways? As you all know, you do have the ability to further Put in conditions if you felt it's necessary to further screen the equipment area. Typically, we see fencing or landscaping, but I think that we all have seen described by the applicant and in the application materials that this site is pretty remote. Um, There are no adjacent neighbors um, or um, adjacent right public right right of ways that is, and then. We also um, included a specific findings of fact to address visual mitigation, and that's in findings of fact number two, if you found that necessary. So I believe you saw that. And the last item that I um, wanted to bring up is that I didn't specifically point this out to the applicants, but they did review the staff report. I assume they... There were questions they would have, you know, we've been going back and forth and communicating up until this point. But it has to do with this condition number 17, which seems to be a pretty standard condition that we've been including in wireless type applications. This condition stemmed from concerns with other providers building cell towers and then not going on air for several years. Um, To try to avoid that, staff had coordinated with our county attorney a few years back on this specific condition, and it has to do with bringing the service on air within three months of the building permit. And I just want to point that out because, you know, if this were to move forward, we have the ability to revise this condition, but I just want to make sure that you all, um, Ellen, (laughs) if you've seen this, condition and if you think that that would be an issue for you and for you to comment also on what your anticipated build out and to be on air would be for um, everybody else to consider. That's all I have right yeah, now. We,
4: have, yep, we definitely want to get this online as soon as possible.
5: Um, I figured as much.
4: <laughs> barring any snow storm, random snowstorms in June or July, um, that should be possible.
5: Yeah, in your narrative, and I noted that in my staff report too. I believe you had mentioned about an eight-eight week window for from start to finish, from shovels in the ground. If you if this were approved, is that correct?
6: It's feasible. Yes.
5: Okay. Um, and that's all I have right now, Steve.
0: Okay, uh, uh, I'm going to open this up um, to questions uh, from the planning commissioners. Uh, but a quickie one, because I get to talk first. I noticed that you did contact the North Road Fire Protection District and, I, and responded to Mike's uh, concerns. Is it your opinion that you satisfied his concerns?
4: Yeah, I spoke to Mike on the phone and he just wanted, he didn't see that we had listed anything regarding monitoring and management of the solar system. And I reassured him that being an internet company that has several solar sites that we have everything monitored 24 seven with voltages and temperatures and power regulations and such. So that's all that he was concerned with that he just didn't see it written down in the application.
0: Okay, and then my second question was going to be, um, I'm taking the position that you have in fact reviewed and seen the conditions of approval one through 23 for memory. I know that
5: I think up.
0: I got a nod from you when Christy was speaking to you, but I wasn't sure. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Um, commissioners, why don't I go around, I suppose rather than having everyone jump at one time. Uh, Andy, do you have any questions for either staff or the petitioner?
2: Not at this time.
0: Okay, thank you. Troy.
8: Yeah, uh, the one question that comes to mind is this one that Christy brought up about exterior lighting. And the question is, is do you need or plan on exterior lighting or is the facility do you not need exterior lighting and could could you live with an amendment of the condition saying that exterior lighting is not allowed
4: we had no plans for exterior lighting so we're fine with that condition
8: um so yeah yeah thank you that's all i had steve okay
5: and that condition of approval is a pretty standard one. But specifically for wireless facilities, sometimes the FCC will require uh, lighting. Um, so I don't know if you've gotten any feedback that lighting would be required um, really for air traffic control reasons. Did yeah, you get anything back for that?
4: Uh, this tower does not require any type of lighting for the FAA or the FCC.
5: Okay.
0: christy i'm sorry are you you're saying that condition number 16 kind of addresses troy's issue
5: i believe it does um for convenience i can bring those conditions up just so as we're having the discussion i'll bring them up for you
8: i think they're two separate things steve the, the 16 talks about if an faa requires it the other one right. is downcast and opaquely shielded and right. you know, i I don't have any idea what is necessary, but the petitioner said that they don't, it's not required. And the last thing I want to see is some light cascading off of Hans' Peak. So that's where I'm.
2: (laughs) I,
0: I totally understand that. So where I was going to come from, would it be, would you be more comfortable, Troy, if specific condition number 16 was amended slightly to say, no lighting of the facility is proposed period then go on however the fa blah 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 you see what i'm saying
8: yeah but i think there's another condition
0: there usually is a standard condition um, that talks about downcast but i don't know if that's in here i didn't see it but i didn't look that hard either Christy,
2: you want to chime awesome. in? That's no. number eight, Steve.
5: Yeah, number eight, all maintenance, security, yeah. or exterior lighting. That, that's the one I was looking at, Steve, is number eight. And I think what
8: I, I, where I'd like to go is just amend number eight to eliminate, based upon the petitioner's uh, concurrence, that they don't need it. So, therefore, we just eliminate it um, – as a condition or expand on it and saying there shall be no exterior lighting period and not and not fiddle with 16. 16 is a i think a governmental faa thing
0: i agree i totally agree and i think christy already eliminated eight
8: okay
5: and this is just a draft right now and then when you guys go into your you know later on um right I'm just making your comments as you're making them. Perfect. <laughs> Writing your um, comments as you're making them.
0: <laughs> that was it, Troy?
8: Yes, sir. Okay. John Merrill,
0: any comments, questions, considerations for staff and or the petitioner?
12: I have, no I have no comments or questions.
0: questions. Thank you, John. Brian Kelly.
9: My only question is, just looking at the topo maps and the aerial photos, uh, it's a pretty barren site. Is this an avalanche area? Yeah, and, right. and is the tower being sited in the outrun of the avalanche? It looks like an open site. And everything right. – I lived in North Route for a number of years. Everything on Hans Peak that's open tends to
6: slide in the winter. Right. On either side of it, uh, there have been uh, avalanche um, uh, shoots, I guess, Uh, but right above it, there are are trees, so there hasn't been anything above the site. Uh, We are uh, in in talks with uh, Kyle Lawton uh, to help us prepare an avalanche safety plan um, prior to this winter so that we can safely access the site.
5: Brian, also when the applicants came before us about this idea, um, those were the obvious concerns. Um, no, I think most people are familiar with the, the landscape and, and some of those concerns. So they did meet with Todd Carr, our building um, official, and they were able to redesign the building to meet um, specifically snow and wind loads was, were the two big ones. And then on the county mapping, actually, nothing was coming up as a geological hazard um, for this site. Um, the location that they have chosen is the flattest portion of the site with the least risk. Right. So that's why that site was um, chosen, which I think you also saw on the staff report, will require a, um, a variance. This application um, is scheduled for Monday for a variance for the shed portion of the um, proposal due to not meeting setbacks and this being an old non-conforming um, substandard lot right.
0: Brian I'm good
5: okay
0: any other questions Brian no um, Bill Norris any questions
7: yes there got it unmuted um for christy uh the road maintenance is that shared with the forest service or is it just fall completely on them like if there was an avalanche or something of that sort
5: (laughs) right Uh, i mean it's a forest service road um, and they will require a permit through them Um, that's part of the conditions of approval but i believe um both Alan and Sean have been in discussions with the Forest Service. um, Also, they provided their comments. Um, I'm not sure how the maintenance will work. um, But I imagine there'll be some sort of maintenance agreement as part of their permit. Right.
6: And we actually have a a call scheduled for next week to talk with Janet Fowler about that.
0: Any others, Bill? (laughs) <laughs> thank you are you in the book bu- never mind um, Peter Flynn.
10: any questions uh, no. for staff no no questions okay. seems like a very thorough proposal
9: thank you Peter Greg
11: None at this time
0: uh I'm missing Roberta Roberta, any questions?
3: I do have
1: one
7: question and I'm wondering um, what the coverage area would be for this tower? Does it go all the way down to the Clark store, or what is what's the general coverage area?
4: Uh, the general coverage area is basically the Steamboat Lake uh, valley. Um, The north side of Willow Creek Pass, um, but this site does see all the way up to the Wyoming border and beyond. Um, So there's everything in that bowl area of the Steamboat Lake.
5: Uh, Sean, can you please describe, I don't know who that was. Um, Could you just describe for everybody that um, how the technology actually works because it does require some additional sites late, like this is the first phase of this proposal, correct? Can you explain
4: that? Yeah, because the terrain is um, very mountainous and rolling and there's lots of hills, this is is the site that gets us over Willow Creek Pass, basically, and into the valley. And then we will probably be putting up some other uh, towers to fill in coverage uh, to try to get everybody on board. Um, And uh, the technology that we use is very similar to the Wi-Fi technology that you use um, in your house only it's um, From our tower to your home on the outside Um, And then the other towers that we'll do would be small repeater sites um, to be determined Thank you Mm -hmm. Roberta
0: does that answer your question
5: Sort
12: of.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I, 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 I sort be, of.
1: I'm not clear. I'm not clear if if their coverage goes all the way down to Willow Creek
11: Pass or not. I, that's the question I'm trying to understand.
4: We could. Oh. Uh, so anywhere that you can see this site on Hans Peak, uh, which includes portions of Steamboat Springs, like near County Road Thirty Three A, even, uh, will be able to get service. <laughs> um, but uh, as for Willow Creek Pass specifically, uh, it covers the north side of that neighborhood. Anybody who has a view to Han's Peak? Does that help? answer that?
5: So currently, <laughs> if I lived at the bottom of the hill from um, south of Willow Creek Pass, Currently, I wouldn't receive service from this installation or this proposal, correct?
4: Not from this specific tower.
5: So there would have to be an additional proposal for another site to talk to this proposed site in order for me to get service at that location.
4: Correct. Okay.
0: Roberta, any other questions?
7: No,
0: thank you. Okay. Um, one more time, any commissioners have any additional questions or perhaps forgot one as we were going forward, um, of either the petitioner or staff. I'd say hearing none. I'd like to then open this. I'm sorry.
12: This is Billy. I guess you didn't ask if I had a question or not.
0: Uh, Billy, I don't think we knew you were actually here.
12: Ah, well I I am here. I see that now. Ah, good. So, uh, ready to go?
0: Yes, please.
12: All right, thank you. Um, Was the Milner Tower site, um, did it receive the same uh, county required permit review as this project?
4: Uh, Yes, we got a conditional use permit for that tower site. I see.
12: Um, I'm wondering um, if people are familiar with the the additional photos that were sent that showed the actual site for the Milner Tower? That actually showed the array and the tower and the equipment?
4: Uh, Yes, that was Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, actually, Billy,
0: they went through them and presented
12: Okay. Yeah, good, I thought so. is uh, this edit, the amount of screening and the color selections and those sort of things, um, does county think that those met the conditions of the original Milner permit? Hello?
0: I'm not sure I understand the question.
12: The question is, um, should we assume that the final uh, look-see of, the, uh, of this project's tower and site would look similar to what ended up being the case at the Milner Tower site?
4: Uh, no, the Milner Tower site is twice as tall almost.
12: Uh, I'm, 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 yeah, I, I was just kind of referring to the color selections and uh, the fencing. Um, I guess it doesn't seem to me that, it, that that's probably what we really want.
4: At the at, at this project, what we got so the, the Hans peak tower will be a cabin the, um, right, but that solar, uh, solar panels be will be mounted a, on the roof. Right.
12: Will there be a propane tank and a building a propane tank. Uh,
4: yes, there will be a propane tank on site.
12: Uh, so do we think it's going to be more um, Consistent with the national surroundings than happened
4: on the Milner site um yeah the the cabin is going to be uh, brown siding and green roof with the solar panels yeah i was asking about the uh, tank oh about the tank yeah the tank be- oh we can paint the tank whatever color you want yeah
12: that's cool and then the uh as far as the fence uh, there was some discussion about having a some kind of a screen fence as opposed to just a cage
4: fence. we currently don't have plans to fence this because all the equipment is housed within the building the Milner site, the Milner site, everything is outside. And the fence And that's why we had to put the fence up was to keep the cows that Saddleback Ranch runs on their land. We had to keep the cows out.
12: Um, as far as the tower itself, there's the uh, the dishes that are on the tower. Um, do they have to be white, or can they be a more of a natural color to match the building?
6: They could be painted. Uh, they they just automatically come uh, off white color. But we've screened them, uh, painted them before, and we can do that certainly on these.
12: Gotcha. And as, okay, so as far as the uh, the array goes, um, you have some options about um, how that gets designed. I have a question with regard to this whole question about uh, the, can you see the structure um, from a distance, and and it sounds like there's you know some kind of debate, and and more than just whether you can see it, but it's so far away you can hardly see it. So I guess uh, I'm not sure how the other commissioners feel about that issue, in other words, and, and maybe some of the local residents, maybe you can't really distinguish it from uh, County Road 129, but you may, can you really see it? So that's, um, I don't know, That's that's kind of a question because it kind of refers to some of the other issues that I might raise about how visible uh, this particular um, project as designed is. Um,
4: well the other thing about the cabin site is that it's surrounded by trees um, so they will be screening the building um, and again the tower uh, does it, it's, it only sticks five feet above the top of the roof line so really what you'll be looking at is a cabin with solar panels on it.
12: Um, as far as this, uh, again, the, the visual thing is kind of a distance thing, because uh, the photo that you've given, I think, in the very first part of your uh, submittal uh, you know, shows the vehicle on the site. Mm-hmm. And, um, you can see from that photo that there's a clear line of sight. It's not prevented by any trees. It goes off to the west. Um, so the, 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 comment, the, the comment that the whole thing's screened by trees, I don't know if I understand it, but that's, that's OK. Um, so, and you're
4: referring to the picture of the jeep yeah yeah so the the picture is taken from uh the south aimed to the north uh-huh. yeah okay and then
12: can you see past the trees in that photo
4: yeah you could see through some trees yes but there are uh-huh. trees around it
12: yeah sure there are um, but that goes back to my original question, and I and I just posed that for everybody else. You know. Yeah, we don't you have an the visibility,
4: but we have yeah. we have tried to make it as as uh, to blend in to the the blend in as much as. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, if I, I, I may, if I if I may, Billy, um, in a partial response, I think two comments are worth noting. One, the petitioners indicated that the views or the 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 structure really isn't visible from any of the paths that go up there, number one. More importantly, I kind of live up there. Not I kind of live. I do live up there. <laughs> I, I, I will tell you I have gone by the site, but admittedly on 129 and more than one occasion, I, damned if I can see it or figure out where it's even at. It's a bit... And I think it goes to the, the petitioner has, in fact, raised the issue about the distance, and it is a big distance, and I think you touched on that as well.
12: Yeah, that sounds good.
5: Um, And I would also add, Billy, um, I don't know if you can see up on the screen, um, my scribble work here, trying to circle two conditions of approval that are pretty standard that we build into um, wireless facilities, is before we issue a CUP if this were approved, The applicant would provide us with as built drawings of the tower and the facilities. And we would make sure that what's being proposed is what's actually going to be built, including that the equipment painted a color that's compatible with the existing character of the site and surrounding properties. That would include the propane tank as well. But I think the applicants have noted how much of the equipment in this particular situation will be housed inside of the building which will be painted a muted
12: color. Sure. Um, two other quick things, I guess. Um, I wanna say I definitely agree with what Andy said about the lighting. And uh, I think the, the best way to say it is not just to take it out, but we should um, just put in there that they can't have any. Um, that, that just makes it really clear what the situation is. Um,
0: I think we did that already, Billy.
12: Oh, did we? Okay, yeah, whatever. Yeah,
0: we eliminated number eight.
12: Hi. Ah, yeah, okay. When we eliminate it, that doesn't say they can't have it, though, does it? Just by eliminating it. <laughs> uh,
0: I think they would be violating the conditions if they did.
5: Okay. Yeah. You're approving the proposed project, so if that is not part of the record and part of the proposal and not in the conditions, it's not permitted.
12: Yeah. Um. I I didn't see a site plan, and I guess given everything, I learned about the site probably don't need one um, but was that is there anybody else who thinks there's anything we would want to see in a site plan
4: I actually thought they did a pretty nice job
12: yeah great um, and so I see, uh, Andy
4: you know, keeps raising his hand I see I that too I can't unmute him I can <laughs> I'm unmuted okay Um, I
2: just have a procedural question. I thought I noticed that um, I know that Billy missed the roll call He also came into the meeting kind of late. I know his questions are are good questions that he's asking But I could have swore I saw an email the other day about Missing and participation and stuff like that. And so I want to make sure we're staying on point Yeah
5: so this came out of um, Preliminary discussions we had about just how we would move forward in a virtual format, and that if somebody lost service, you know, what would happen and can that person vote? And what was decided is that if it was somebody going out and, you know, when they were able to join back on, if we could um, let that person know what they missed or have whoever the public comment was repeat themselves, and they felt comfortable that they were really informed to make a decision that they could vote. Um, However, um, I'm not sure exactly when Billy came on and how much he missed. It probably wouldn't be appropriate for him to vote in this matter. I I think he could still obviously ask questions, as he has been, but that was a good point, Andy.
4: Yeah, just procedurally.
2: Yeah. I don't know if we can add him to the role or what that procedure is, but it just... I want to make sure that we keep things tight.
5: I mean, if he if, if he was comfortable enough that obviously all of the application materials went out to him beforehand and he read everything and felt like he could make a decision, you know, that would be up to all of you. Um, I don't know. I don't think we have an issue with having a quorum or anything here that um, you know he could still make his comments, but. Um, whether or not he votes would be up to all of you.
2: Excellent. Thank
0: you. Um, uh, Andy, uh, let me just start just to clear it up. Billy, when did you get in? Do you know?
12: Yes, I heard the last part of the uh, applicant's presentation. Ah, okay. And I did receive uh, all the uh, emails and the photos and uh, everything else. And I think I read every uh, every page of the uh, application and I, You'd have to tell me whether there was anything else besides the photos that was new, that wasn't in the uh, No, I don't,
0: well,
5: the I'm going to... A- the applicant I- went over the presentation that was previously submitted. So um, yeah. apart from their opening comments, just introducing themselves, I don't <coughs> think there was any new information that you all didn't, um, or, or Billy didn't hear that you already knew from, from that information. Andy, you get your question.
2: I think it more comes back to can someone who's not on the roll actually vote? How do you amend the roll to note that he joined in? Like, is there a procedure for that? I, I've never got to a meeting physically late, and so I've never had an opportunity to see this happen. I'm, I'm going to yield...
0: To Sarah for just a minute, but my sense is we have in fact allowed um, or adjusted to reflo- the role to reflect latecomers. Sarah, do you remember that as well? I mean, I think we did it recently, actually.
1: Um, yeah, I usually if somebody arrives late, um, particularly, you know, if it's if it's really in the middle of a presentation, I usually note that in the minutes when somebody either has comes or leaves, um, and I usually. I mean, I always include them in the who was present because they were present. But um, if if anybody arrives late or leaves early, that's noted in the minutes.
0: But to continue forward, I don't ever recall prohibiting uh, a commissioner from voting in that circumstance or in those circumstances. No,
1: I do not either, but I don't know if there is even a policy regarding that.
0: Yeah, it might be good. Well, then I think at this point in time, unless... There are objections or concerns from um, the commissioners. My tendency at this point in time is uh, Billy was late and we'll just allow him to do what he's doing. His questions were good. And again, consider the fact that in the past we've allowed um, individuals to arrive late and continue the process and go from there. Troy.
8: Yeah, Steve, I kind of agree that I, I believe, Andy, that it's a function of the members of the planning commission and albeit we're not in person so we're doing it all virtually um I, I think it's a collective type of decision um and i have no uh concerns about him not being there at the initial roll call i think is your point and because he joined somewhat late i don't think it would be um inappropriate based upon questions and information that he did pick up on after his signing on so that's my two cents
0: <laughs> um i'd like to bring this almost to a head any commissioners have an objection to billy uh, continuing on and actually participating in the vote when we get that far
2: no no, I mean, like I said, procedurally, I just wanted to, in 10 years, I've never seen this. So I just wanted to make sure we are not doing something out of order. I trust that Sarah has it documented correctly. So even though he doesn't show up on the initial roll call, when he does show up in the vote, there will be a note saying that he joined late. That for me is enough. Good. I think your, your
0: observation, Andy, is appropriate. And as I said, though, it's not, it has happened before.
5: Cool. And I'll just add one la- reiterate one last point is that's why we implemented the 72 hour policy rule or at least getting you all the information that's going to be presented apart from new public comment from the public, getting that all to you ahead of time so you do have time in case something like this happens or you do go out that you are fully prepared um, and not gonna be missing out on any new information.
0: Okay, thank you. I'd like to move forward.
12: I have one more
0: Oh, I'm sorry, Billy.
12: That's fine, I appreciate that. Hey, I wanna apologize for uh, getting on late. I'm definitely a little embarrassed. Uh, I I would let the other commissioners know that I started five minutes before six trying to get on and uh, maybe through my internet incompetence, I was not able to find or even know that I needed both the password and the meeting time uh, it was only after going back through the emails and actually finding in the agenda um, the password and the meeting time. And that's when I finally got on. Um, it was, I was frustrated, quite frankly. And, I, again, I apologize. Next time, forward, I, guess, uh, I, I, was, I, don't... I was looking initially for a link on one of the emails and <laughs> uh, couldn't find one. Billy,
0: so, really, really, there's no need to apologize. This is well, all new to us. Trust me. Good.
12: That's fine, but yeah, good. I wanted to get that. I'll share your frustrations. Well, all right. Okay. Last question I have. Okay. Yes. uh, The the subject of avalanches, um, does the county have any responsibilities for trying to come up with a plan to avoid a situation where this communication tower and system is knocked out because of the failure to require the uh, applicant to provide some kind of Probably very low cost mitigation to prevent the um, facility from being damaged during an avalanche. So, my question so that's a, that's a question. Does the county have any responsibility for that, that possible?
0: Chris, do you want to grab that? I think you talked about that already.
5: Yeah. Um. We do a complete analysis when we are reviewing these applications. It was not located to be in a hazard area, believe it or not, for geological hazards is what we look for. Um, as far as avalanches, I mean, you could put a house on your buildable lot in a conforming location and something could happen. I think most people have insurance. <laughs> but. Um, but no, the county would not be liable in, 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 in an event like that.
12: Um, it wasn't really a question of uh, liability, um, protect ourselves. It was more of a responsibility to the community to prevent a structure being built in a situation where it might be important for um, emergency purposes to have communication, where just a little bit of engineering um, would prevent something from happening. Even though, I mean, there's a lot of places in the in county where um, it's not mapped, but that doesn't mean that people who are familiar with avalanches don't know uh, what can happen, and you would think that smart homeowners would maybe protect themselves. Um, and, and I didn't bring it up. I just thought it was responsible that one of the other commissioners, and I don't remember who, uh, mentioned that it was an avalanche area, and quite frankly, being a lot, uh, I don't think there's any question at all that this is a just because it hadn't been an avalanche before, it, like I said, I think it'd be real simple to prevent some kind of avalanche protection measures, and that's all I'm saying. So, thank you. I'm done. <laughs>
2: said that twice. I believe that the mitigation plan that they're talking about have Kyle, that having Kyle Lawton. Um, Kyle is a ski patroller up on the ski, Steamboat Ski area. I'm not sure what his AIRE certification is, but I know he has out qualifications, the It's probably going above and beyond what we've required in the past. Um, not that we've seen a situation similar to this, but um, I think they're thinking about it. And for me, that, that kind of takes care of that.
5: And Any other questions? Just to, just to add to that also, there is a standard condition I think you all are pretty aware of um, that is built into these permits. And that is for the applicant to provide um, issuance of, um, uh, evidence of a liability insurance. So that is part of the condition of approval if this were approved that they need to provide that to us before we issue the permit, so.
0: Thank you, Christy. Um, I would like to now, Move to public comment. Um, Sarah, if you were there, I think, I jotted down the names of the public, but I gotta be candid. My jots maybe aren't quite as discernible as I'd like them to be. So I may lean on you to um, just kind of go through the list of the public as they signed in. Um, And solicit comments if they have one?
1: um, There is a possibility that the people in the uh, public could also use the raise your hand option on Zoom. And then they can be called on individually (coughs) if they want to make a public comment. OK.
0: That works if they're video, right?
1: No, they can do that on a phone as well uh, by pressing, I can't remember, is it It's star?
5: Oh, I wrote it down. Nine. Yeah, I wrote it.
9: Yeah, right.
5: I see Katie has a comment. Um, I'm going to unmute her. She can go first. Okay. She raised her hand. <laughs> Good. Oh. Katie, okay. proceed. Oh, she just muted herself again. Go ahead, Katie.
3: Sent in um, an email with a petition, and I wanted just to make sure that the Planning Commission received that and was able to look at that information.
5: Yes, um, Katie, your comments yes, we you did. submitted two comments, um, they were included in a supplemental packet that went to each of the Planning Commissioners. As well as it was posted on the amended agenda for the public and everybody else to be able to review all of the public comments that we've received. Uh, Yours were included.
3: Okay, wonderful. Um, So I guess just as of what's been kind of spoken tonight on regards to what I submitted and the petition that I think 104 locals um, signed against the tower on Zirkle. Um tonight just a couple things that were brought up I wanted to ask um, as far as FCC guidelines those haven't been to the best of my knowledge um, they just were resubmitted to be updated because they haven't been updated for 24 years and they denied that um, and we all can cons- Vouch that technology has changed an incredible amount in 24 years. Um, So I just wanted to bring that to attention. And then, um, you know, with the, with the towers, um, it sounds like, you know, we have the proposed tower on Hunts Peak and then obviously there's going to be more towers needed to um, be able to facilitate everybody in North Route. And my question being um, is, if we have Yampa Valley Electric running fiber optic cables in already existing um, structures, and that's a lot safer way instead of wireless beaming um, all over the place as far as like a big grid, um, I guess my question would be that.
0: Katie, I'm confused. Was there a question there?
3: Um, Yes, I'm wondering why would we move forward with this proposed tower if Yampa Valley is running fiber optic cables um, in already existing structures? And with what um, was spoken about tonight, it sounds like we'll have the tower on Hans Peak and then there'll be future towers.
0: Christy, I I think unless I misunderstood something, at the onset, according to FCC rules, did I not make myself a note that we cannot or cannot be put in a position to deny a petition based on the fact that there might be or is competing um, service out there?
5: That is correct. Um, The applicants need to establish (laughs) that there is a need, which they have. Um and also, there is um, the second part of the review criteria is that um, we need to consider and the applicant needs to be okay with the fact that we try to encourage co-location um, on towers to allow for not having the proliferation of towers throughout the county um, and they have um, shown that, they could potentially have co-locators on this tower. Um, It it is different equipment. You know, we're talking wireless equipment here versus the traditional um, telecommunication type equipment on a traditional tower. Um, But the ability is there and there is a condition of approval that um, if somebody wanted to co-locate on this tower, um, that they they would need to consider that, and that's one of the conditions of approval, and that's pretty standard. Any any other questions,
3: please? Um, yeah, as far as like the co-location lot, um, when I had spoke with the circle in the past, and uh, cell phone towers can be added to that, correct? Um, wait, wait, wait.
1: (laughs) Kevin is trying to talk. I think he's muted.
5: I think it was a question for Alan and, and Sean, um, about their equipment and can they allow co-location, uh, wireless for phone onto this kind of equipment.
4: I, I believe part of the conditional use permit says that we have to allow or location or at least consider it yeah. um, it's not something that we are looking for but um, it is part of the conditional use permit the, the
6: one uh, caveat to being able to do that is the power requirement you know we're building out our solar panels to, to run our equipment uh, we're not going to have the power necessary to, to provide power for a cell phone um, service which is a lot requires a lot more power yeah. um, so while we would consider it, it's probably not likely or not very feasible based on the power requirement alone. Uh, and that we only have a 30 foot uh, tower, there's not gonna be a lot of room for uh, cell phone providers. You
4: know? Right. Does that answer everything? Katie, any more? Any additional questions?
3: Um, you know, I think um, that was all I had at this time.
0: Okay. Thank you. Um,
11: Sarah, can Can you see another hand up?
7: Um, Greg, you want to hold
11: up? Yeah, I had a question for Katie. Uh, She mentioned uh, 104 people signed a petition. What was the petition about, and did we receive anything from uh, anybody of this 104
3: petition? Um, yes, I emailed um, the petition in and it was included in the email. Um, there's two, There's I started a written petition um, and then because of the pandemic, I moved to an online platform petition and that's all been included um, and it's mostly People who live in Columbine, because I live in Columbine, um, and surrounding people who recreate on Hans Peak, because a lot there's a lot of concern um, because wireless technology is dangerous, and because Hans Peak is hiked by so many, um, so many local ski on it. I mean, it's just a, a very highly recreated mountain. Um, there was lots of a concern, so hopefully you guys have that.
11: I do have it, I guess, uh, I see where it says the petition. I just wasn't aware that there is 103 people signing this, nor do I see where any of the names are on there other than the links that I did not look at uh, that were attached to that pet- petition. So that was uh, my um, fault you... of not looking at it more thoroughly. Okay. Yeah,
3: because if you click the folder that says petitions, it'll bring up um... Both Um, two signatures scanned in, and then I think it was three pages of the online signatures.
11: I appreciate that. I was unaware of the signatures, so I appreciate that.
3: Andy. Thank you. You had a question.
2: Uh, I'm sorry, I don't think I received a link to that. Uh, Am I missing something? Yes. (laughs) <laughs> Thank you. I believe
5: it. Her comments were on page four and five of the supplemental. Um, it was a PDF, so whatever she sent me, I I created a PDF from that, um, so it would be but in I,
2: there. I have the meeting notes uh, for the agenda for today as LinkedIn, but I don't have anything else on any additional emails, so I apologize you know, I'm just trying to determine what the foundation for the petition is. Uh, You know, is it based on the visual impact? Is it based on the um, historic aspects? What is the actual substance of the petition?
3: Um, Basically, it was just on the agenda of, you know, safety. Um, and because the wireless technology, we have a tower, and then um, there is the um, repeaters that will be in Columbine. And I, from what I understand, when I talk to Zirkel there'll be two. Um, so there was a lot of people just concerned about the safety and that it also being um, an historic mountain that's highly recreated. And then when I had talked to Zirkel, the co-location law was um, something that we mentioned on the petition.
2: Okay, thank you. Anything additional, Katie?
3: Um, No, that's it. Thank you, Steve.
0: Thank you. Sarah, can you help with more hands or not?
1: Um, I don't see any other hands raised.
5: Um, um, just really quick, Steve, this is the petition. I'm just bringing it up on the, on the screen. I, yeah, I saw that. Um, so this is what um, Katie had sent. And yep. these are the links, and you can click on the individual ones I can't do it through share screen but I just did it on my my other available screen here and um, maybe it just wasn't obvious uh, to Andy or maybe I think Andy you were just getting at what was the nature of the petition because it doesn't I'd agree it's not really clear on what the actual petition was about but I guess when you click into the individual links that are here um, uh, it, it mainly has to do with health concerns and, and from the emissions.
11: Right. Yeah, I saw those. Okay. Did anyone else have trouble with the links? Mine keeps saying Google Air when I click on the link myself. So uh, I don't know if anyone else had trouble with... I got the attachment and everything, but when I click on the link, it won't let me go anywhere.
5: Um, I'm I'm doing it right now on my screen. Um, through the same attachment, so um, that's something we can kind of troubleshoot. But I think Katie did a good job describing what it was about, um, it, unless you have other questions, so you can feel you are well-informed.
11: No, I just wanted to verify that the 104 were correct on uh, uh. <laughs> people signing the
5: petition. <laughs> Got it.
4: Got it. I would- I'd like to say um, two things with the safety aspect is number one like Christy said at the beginning of the meeting the FCC is the organization that has a jurisdiction over RF uh, safety and we are fully compliant with FCC rules and regulations and safety requirements the other thing is that actually this tower will increase public safety because it will be increasing internet access up there um, which increases uh, access to both telehealth Uh, EMS, um, all kinds of services and such. So it actually is a public health benefit.
0: Thank you. Um, One more time, any questions from the public or any comments from the public as we stand? And again, either via phone or the video. And Sarah, Um, help me.
1: Yeah, I'm not seeing any new raised hands.
0: Okay. Having said that, then I'm going to close the public portion of the meeting. Give me a minute to get my act together here, please. Uh, what I'd like to do is just a bit of a, a commissioner's roundtable because we're obviously not at a table. Uh, You'll have to indulge me. What I'm going to do is kind of go again by name and solicit comments, um, either pro or con. And I'd also suggest that your comments, we have one issue that we need to be concerned about that's been pointed out to us um, in terms of whether we are comfortable with sufficient screening has been provided by the petitioner. and that he has complied with that specific item actually is section eight ten point three. 10.3 uh, so with that thought in mind um, i'm going to start at the top of my list uh, brian
9: comments concerns where do you think you are on this matter uh, i personally am less concerned about the visual impact because i think it's going to be Backdrop by the mountain itself. It's not skylined. Uh, I I don't see that as a big concern. Uh, The comments from the public, I don't see the radiation or the microwaves, you know, unless you're going to camp out right next to it uh, and stay there for a while, you're not likely to take a very high level of radiation, I wouldn't think. Uh, I would say the main concern of the public, and I'd like to reiterate what Andy said. uh, Greg said that, uh, I, I missed the petition too. So that's something we need to follow up on for future meetings is something that makes that really obvious that it, that doesn't get by Uh, as to the main concern, I think that Katie raised is, is the recreation of the locals on the mountain and the safety concern of that. Uh, I, go both ways with that. Uh, I think that it's uh, the petitioners mentioned that having lived in North route for a while and just having left a couple of years ago, it was, it was a factor in leaving that it did not have broadband up there to any great extent. That was a factor in leaving. Uh, and I think it for an aging population up there, uh, I, I think having access to uh, a better broadband will actually raise the safety level. So I'm kind of torn on on some of the issues here. It it is, uh, Hans Peak is almost like a sacred mountain. Uh, I don't think I have to tell anyone that's lived in Rowell County for a while the historic impact of that mountain. And that concludes my comments for the time being.
0: Okay, thank you, Brian. Let me ask you, Brian, one more question. Um, as it stands with the adjustments that we have made to the conditions, are you generally um, in favor of the petition or against it?
9: I think generally in favor. Uh, it's in a, there's no ideal site for something like this and, and the high ground or higher ground works better. It broadcast over a bigger area where I used to live in North route would have been covered by this tower and we had very poor service. Um and it's the only visual impacts that I can see is somebody taking out a set of binoculars from steamboat ranches or Captain's Cove or Steamboat Lake and looking directly at that spot. They may see it. But for the vast majority of people up there, I, I think they're gonna get the benefit without the visual impact. Um I do kind of I know Hans Peak and Columbine have a pretty uh you know good group of backcountry skiers that use that mountain a lot and yet i think there's other parts of the mountain to ski on and technically they're trespassing it's private property thank you brian uh andy
0: comments
2: yeah i tend to um i tend to agree with brian's comments i did make a note that If you are recreating on that site, it is a mining claim that is a deeded piece of property. So he is correct. You actually are technically trespassing if you're on that site. Um, I do acknowledge the community's concerns about um, this location um, and with the need to balance um, the need for having better communication up there from a safety standpoint. Um, I know it's not an easy thing to talk about uh putting something on this mountain but you know I agree with Brian what he said the location of the site is kind of the mitigating factor so I don't really feel it necessary to do further mitigation being below the ridge line not in a skylined area um, in general these types of utilities tend to blend in with their surroundings and we get used to them Um, with respect to general condition number I'll start with number five no junk trash or inoperative vehicles shall be stored on the property I might I might suggest that after vehicles we insert or equipment shall be stored on the property um, just a suggestion it doesn't make or break my my decision on this um, with regard to general condition number eight Andy, Andy could you back up just a minute yep
0: no junk trash or inoperative vehicles or what
2: and equipment and or equipment you know it says okay. vehicles but it doesn't talk about equipment and i had already made i had originally made this note without getting to number 17 you know and then i looked at 17 and i was like okay this is the the condition that we've been talking about for a long time Um, spurned by some mistakes maybe that we've made in the past and 17 possibly covers this. I don't know if we were being duplicative by adding equipment there. (laughs) Good word. (laughs) Sorry if I didn't say it correctly.
0: Uh, You're close enough. Close enough.
2: So again, not not make or break for me, but it's just a note I had made. Okay. Thank Uh, you. General condition number eight. I agree with what Billy was saying. I don't think, I think that by deleting it, it could be added later with no stipulations to prevent opaque and downcast, you know, lighting. And so leaving it in, I don't see the harm in it. Myself personally, because nowhere does it say no lighting shall be approved unless that's something we're going to talk about. And then number 17, I, I again, I think uh, it covers my concerns about losing operations. One note I did have on that is, is um, could we add an administrative extension if something happens within the three months, like a June 25th snowstorm that I go skiing on? You know, like, you know, if something happens and they get delayed, can there be an administrative extension to allow them to finish that without having certain things fall into place for 17.
0: Christy, you're muted.
5: Ah, there you go. There you go. Um, yeah, we can be flexible and add in an administrative, or you can just add on more time um, than three months. You could do both more or less boots and suspenders. So I just I want it to be
2: easy that if they run into a hiccup, they don't need to come and back to us to, to, to do amend it. You know, and if that's not a concern, everybody can just say that's not a concern. Um,
5: we can add a sentence here that administrative approvals up to six uh, months. Six months can be approved by the planning board. We can figure that
8: out in the condition.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. That's, I'm suggesting it now, you know, for consideration, so that when we get the reading, it's in there or not.
8: <clears throat> and, and I don't disagree with you, but let's, when we make the motion, we can do what we want with it. Okay. Well,
0: other than it's worthwhile giving some of this, I I, I actually would like to come back. Because I think this is gonna surface again. Go back to eight. If we just leave eight in place. Steve, I've, and, I've got and substitute.
8: I've got it. If you want me to make a motion, okay. I'm happy to. Oh you do?
0: <laughs> well Okay, we fine. You. Never <laughs> mind. Never mind. I'm I'm glad you got it. Okay, Andy. Did you have anything else?
2: No, thank you. That's enough for me.
0: And do I smell it or do I sense that you're generally in favor of the petition? Begrudgingly, yes. Okay. Um, Troy, you're next. The way my list falls. Sorry.
8: Okay. Um, yeah. To satisfy Ellen and Billy, um, I would suggest that amend number eight to just simply say no exterior lighting shall be allowed on site, period.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Um,
8: on number five, and I know I'm going to the conditions, but there's no reason debating this stuff if we can just get to it. And yeah, right. I, I think we can add a number five, um, no junk, trash, or an operative vehicles or equipment shall be stored on the property i agree that maybe there's a problem with a, whatever it was 3 month timeline and i'm okay with just changing that to 6 months or 1 year whatever the rest of you feel like i think these guys have done a great job i don't think there's any need for additional screening um i think that this is something that they've been asking for for a long time up in that neighborhood Um, I don't really believe that it's all as holy a mountain as y'all think it has been because ever since Bill Bowes took a dozer to it and carved the hell out of it, it's no longer this idyllic mountain. It's crisscrossed with roads. It's crisscrossed with private property. And I don't think that this use should be held to any sort of a standard than what somebody could go up there and build a single-family house for. So, or a cabin, whatever they want. And I think all this is, I mean, I wanna be sensitive to it, but I think the petitioner has demonstrated a sensitivity to it. I think they've designed it. If we're covered with the million dollar liability thing regarding avalanche shoots, I think that's all we can do. And that's my comments. I'm in favor of it. And I think that they've, they've worked real hard to get it done. and. And there's no reason to sit here and not see the forest for the trees. Thank you.
0: I apologize. I cut out. So I got as far Troy as adding the word no lighting. And where did you go after that? If it's too much trouble.
8: Well, no, I just was open and, and I agree with, with a couple of others, Brian and Andy, I think, that, you know, if three months is, is too short, I don't care if it's six months or a year. I mean, I do think it's very important because of past history where we've seen people get a CUP and then not right. come online. So I I appreciate the importance of it. But... Is it really going to make or break whether this is three months, six months, or twelve months and and that's as no, far as I can go I think twelve okay. months would be more than adequate based upon what I've heard. so you know whatever planning commission is happy with I, I, but i I agree with Andy i don 't want to sit here and have to come back and make the petitioner come back and get an administrative amendment administrative right a condition that says, "Oh my God." You know, you can get administrative approval. Let's just take care of it. And if that means six months, it's six months. If we take care of it and it means a year, that's fine. After a year, though, or after six months, it's done. I mean, it, there is no permit. So I'm, I'm fine with the the deadline, but I don't want to sit here and have anxiety whether it's three months, six months, or 12.
0: <laughs> uh, Christy's already substituted the word one year, and I think we're done with that. Uh, The thing that throws me a bit of a curve, you, oh, did you go back up to eight, Christy?
5: Can you see that?
9: Yep, got it now, thank you.
0: I understand, perfect. Troy, anything else?
8: No, sir, thank you.
0: Thank you. John Merrill.
8: Um, I think it's a strong petition and I um, am thinking that it should be approved because of the benefits for North Route and I have no further comments or questions.
0: Thank you, John. Bill Norris.
7: Uh, I have to agree with everybody Troy brought up some really good points. Uh, uh, I liked everything he put up there. I liked uh, uh, what Andy said, adding equipment to number five. And I think that uh, uh, Troy's no external lighting was great. And I do like going with uh, the original number. I'd like to see it six months, not a year. And then if they need more after that, they can move up to six months. Uh, to move on the uh, petition, and uh, I I tend to agree that the, there isn't going to be any health concerns with the doggone thing. I've worked at CMC for 15 years, and we've got four uh, uh, big antennas right there at the college nobody can even see, and they just they yeah. scoot right over all the students. Are you sure course, you're okay, Bill? So no problem with health, I don't think. Uh, I used to be, <laughs> so I am <I'm>, <laughs> yeah, i I got you. Being in agreement with this is a a good thing, but I am in agreement with it. (laughs) Okay, thank you. I appreciate that.
11: Greg? Uh, To me, I think I'm in agreement with all the changes. Uh, One thing that I would say would be, for number 16, what, should we take that out completely as well? If we're not saying that they can have any exterior lighting, that would include even if the FAA would require it, which basically would say that they can't have anything, and you know this one would be a mute point and that they wouldn't be able to build it if the FAA required it. So that would be my comment on that. Uh, for safety, I think you know the other regulatory bodies. Uh, including the FAA, the building uh, department for avalanche, um, and then like with the Forest Service, that their mitigation plans to make this a safe site um, suffice in my head. Uh, I do have concerns with the avalanche uh, of people going up and uh, going on snowmobiles, uh, but I would think that that kind of access permit would be through the Forest Service for avalanche safety. You, I would hope that they would have... Uh, avalanche one uh, certification at least but I think that's not in our hands and that would be for the Forest Service. Uh, To me I do think this is a very historic place Um, you know with the gold mining that was there and the blasting and what occurred over on the opposite side of Hans Peak I think has a huge significance to it I think what they've tried to do with the mitigation plan of making this look like a natural cabin suffices in my mind to say that uh, they've done a sufficient enough job, especially without the exterior lighting, to say that this is uh, something that's gonna look natural into the landscape. And so I'm in favor of it. Steve, may I make a Thank you, Greg. Steve? Yes, yes. Go, try.
8: Well, To address the concern on 16 that, that Greg brought up, I really don't wanna change that. And my thinking is is that we as a county have nothing to do with the federal government and what i heard greg say was is that if the federal government decides that they need to light this thing then we're not going to approve it well that's not my intent uh, my intent was at the county level we're saying you can't have strobe lights and exterior lights and solar lights and whatever we're not going to light up um, the side of hans peak with convenience lighting there's a difference if if the faa says you got to put flashing lights up there that's not us and we can't regulate that that's not a county option in my opinion that's a federal government requirement
0: uh your comments are noted and tendency i i actually was going to make the same commentary um i would recommend we leave that in there but again before we spend a lot of time on it the petitioner has already indicated the faa is not requiring that and that would make perfect sense to me anybody in an airplane never mind i'm not going to go there
2: uh, agreed it, it's it's not our purview and the tower doesn't stick up above a ridge line. Doesn't, Not, oh, yeah. you know, not a, it's not a danger. Right. But let them take care of it. Right, Peter Flynn.
10: Uh, yeah, I, I think the, uh, it's, it's a well-designed proposal. I think in terms of um, visual impact, I'm, I'm really hard-pressed to think of. Um, an alternative that would really have less visual impact, um, and uh, that's that's speaking from somebody that has to look at the Christmas tree above the tower of ya- above the town of Yampa um, whenever I drive south. Um, broad- broadband, I think, is is obviously becoming more and more essential. Um, I think even before the COVID school closings, um, some of the kids here in South Route have a difficult time doing their homework because there's not good broadband in some of the areas here. So I think it's essential. um, And I think they've done a good job of coming up with a design that will have impact on uh, either visual or hiking. And uh, so I'm very much in favor of it.
0: Thank you, Peter. Roberta.
3: There we go. Sorry, I couldn't unmute. Um, I'm in favor of it. I think it's a public benefit. I think North Route needs internet
0: service, and we don't have it. So, I have a Okay. Thank you.
12: Billy. Yes. Um, I'll definitely uh, support the uh, project. Um, I think the uh, applicant should be. Uh, compliment the fact that they came up with a building cabin type design and how's their equipment. i um, take my comments as one, one step farther and say I think there are a few other things they could do oh. more um, more uh, visually um, attractive. And I think those kind of improvements um, will be very, interesting. so I, I don't think it's too much for us to Maybe be a little bit more specific, or um, whatever. Painting requirements, siting uh, requirements. So that, that I would add that I would appreciate that. Um, I would also say that if we take a look at the um, uh, Milner site, that um, you know that's not a real good example of uh, meeting the requirements for a visual um, uh, um, visual good looks. So I, I would definitely say that. Uh, that they should be able to do better. and I think they're willing to do better if they recognize that that's what we want that's all I got
0: thank you uh, Christy you circled an item I think on the conditions yes. that in part addressed thank you would you do that again
7: for us please
5: um, yes Number six. Number, it's number six. Number six. I can't figure out how to highlight, so uh, <laughs> there you go. Well, and I think so this may This may address that number 16. Um, this is a standard well, condition.
8: Christy, but, if I can yes. interject, I, I think that. Please. After you circled that, I went back and read it. Mm-hmm. And 16. Um, which requirements or limits what is acceptable because number six only says they got to comply and now we're saying which again is if you want to completely delete it it's it's okay but i read it to mean that if the fa come back and said you got to do it we agreed to do it with those uh con- conditions of color and flashing and whatever so there are two separate things uh actually.
0: we're on a totally different topic yeah no i i wouldn't even go in there i um i thought i was addressing billy's concern about the coloring and the what have you's and i thought christy that's what you were we had a, we have a condition on that that's where i thought you were going Oh. That makes sense to you, Christy.
5: Um, not really.
6: <laughs> yeah.
5: I was I was just I implying that. that that standard condition, um, we may not need sixteen was my point, um, because of right. the standard condition six that says that if there are federal requirements such as they need to put lighting they're, they're going to have to comply with that and that's out of our realm so i feel that the lighting issue is covered under that number six and we could feasibly um delete this or we can leave it in i mean i think either way i feel we're okay but um i'm good with whatever you feel like doing on that one
0: My personal preference would be just leave it alone. Okay i.e. Okay. let it in. And where I was going uh, was condition number 22. And this okay. was responsive, I think, to Billy. The telecommunication okay. equipment shall be painted a color comparable with the existing character of the site and surrounding properties.
5: Oh, that was um, yes. I spoke about that before. That there's condition number 20 and condition number 22, which basically states the applicant will submit a as-built plan in in conformance with what they're proposing here and what we're discussing. And I wouldn't issue the permit unless. You know, they're showing that um, in the as built that the colors are compatible with the surrounding site and things of that nature.
0: And that I thought addresses that, I think, I believe, Billy, that addresses your issues.
12: Yeah, as long as we um, make sure it happens.
8: Well, Billy, my only thoughts are I, I appreciate your comments, but. If you want to just throw it out there and say, oh, somebody else figured it out, that doesn't really help me. If, if you want to create a condition that, that accomplishes what it is you're trying to fulfill, I think we'd be all more than happy to read it and consider it. But without knowing exactly how you want it, worded or what it is you want, I'm not going to sit here and try to figure it out. So if if you want to try to write that condition, I'm more than happy to look at it.
12: Yeah, that sounds fine to me. I mean, I, what's what's there is not. I mean, it's there's pretty clear. I mean, if that happens, if everybody can agree that that happens, we're fine. The problem is if somebody from the county looks at their plan and says, "Okay, all the um, all the dishes can be white. That's okay," um, and that's in their mind. That's, um, that matches the conditions, okay. Myself, I might be more picky than that, sorry. And I might say that uh, if there's trees in front of it that are green and the trees behind it that are green, that, you know, if all the dishes are green, the whole thing looks better. Um, I don't know, same thing with a tower. Um, you know, If the tower is galvanized and, you know, maybe you're only a quarter mile away, um, it's gonna jump out at you if the sun hits it wrong. On the other hand, if the, top, if the towers paint a sky blue, as some of the towers have been painted um, in, in the county, um, it's gonna be a lot less visible. And these kinds of little minor things that, like I say, some people might think are petty, they're very inexpensive, and I don't know, I, don't, I hope I'm not the only one who thinks they'll be better because it's a better color match. Yeah. And we can see in that photo that they submitted, that the can of paint to make the whole thing look a lot better. So that's where I'm at. I, I, I think that's, that's, it's there. Your comment that how do we make sure what that really means? I'm not sure I have a, well, I have some ideas, but they're probably more complicated than anybody wants to consider. So I hope that's an answer.
0: Billy, I think your comments are well taken. And I, uh, Troy, I agree with your approach. I, I guess my attitude is, I have every faith in the staff of the planning department and their ability to discern what makes sense and what doesn't. And I don't know that I'm overly interested in
11: getting into the integrity. Agreed. And the, I could interject too. It, it doesn't go, you know, if it, there is white or something like that in the future, a complaint can be made Christy can review it and then see if uh, it fits with what has been written uh, in here and she is basically gonna be looking at to see if compliance has been met with these conditions in the future especially if there is a complaint and if she feels like it needs to get presented back to the board then we would review it over again so there are Areas after the fact where a citizen can come and complain, and that's part of my job for the city of what I do is looking over co-compliance uh, for Great. city planning, and I know uh, county does the same thing as well.
5: I will add that the Milner site, um, that approval is quite old, um, and I don't believe we had these belts and suspenders in place in those per- earlier permits. Uh, we have the ability now. It's written into the permit. Um, on the plans, we're, we're approving something that's site-specific. And they submitted plans that show brown. You can clearly state brown. But that allows a little bit of more discretion on between staff and the applicant that, you know, if they wanted brown with green trim or something that, you know, when we're reviewing the actual site design, um, when it comes down to it, we won't issue that permit until, you know, we feel that the color is compatible with the existing character.
9: Okay.
12: Well, um, if this is kind of a general discussion. I, I would just open up. The question is if you look at the Milner site, could we have done better there? That's all I need to say. Okay.
0: Your comments are noted. Thank you, Billy.
12: Thank
0: you. Um, As far as I'm concerned, I will echo the sentiments that have been made previously. I think the petitioner has done a nice job in terms of putting um, the presentation together, addressing the issues that typically are before us. I like the site, more importantly, and as importantly, um, the long-term benefits of of the additional communications capabilities are huge and frankly well overdone Um, a comment was touched on but i'd like to elaborate just a bit i can tell you factually the north route fire protection district looks forward to getting this additional communications because right now what we have what they have is bad Um, i think at this point in time i want to go through just the changes conditions and as far as i can see We've revised, Christy, Sorry. help me with this, number eight. And number uh, eight number is the no exterior. And number five. That's right, additional equipment. Okay. <clears throat> and then we're, we're leaving 16 in place. Yes. And we added a year, added up to a year for the permittee.
8: Mm -hmm.
0: in number 17
8: 17 correct okay that depends on what motion i make
0: well i was just going to get that far (laughs) i think at this point in time i'll entertain a motion to uh, address this troy you're on
8: deck mr chairman i would make a motion to approve um, i don't know the pl number pl number 19 Dash one eight nine. General conditions one two three and four is written. Number five, add the words or equipment after vehicles. Number six, and seven is written. Number eight, shall be amended to state no exterior lighting shall be allowed on site uh, wonder if that needs a, unless required by the federal government number nine number nine number ten number eleven number twelve 13 as written specific conditions 14 fifteen 16 as written number seventeen changed to say within one year of the submittal of the application for a building permit for the facility number 18 19 20 21 22 and 23 is written
7: bill seconds it
0: <laughs> we have a motion did i hear a second yes sir bill who was that bill bill, okay, bill. number bill Okay, so we have a motion, (laughs) we have a motion on (coughs) PL-19189 with the changes noted, it's provided by Troy and a second on bill, any discussion on the motion? Hearing none, uh, Sarah, would you please call the roll for the vote?
1: Uh, Sure. Okay, Steve Warnke. Yes. We'll last. Oh, you're a yes. Okay. I am last, right? Uh, Brian. It's okay. Brian Kelly.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: Andrew Benjamin.
2: Yes.
1: Trevor Shire. Yes. John Merrill.
8: Yes. Yes.
1: Bill yes. Morris. Yes. Greg Yeager. Yes. Peter Flint. Yes roberta marshall yes billy mitzelfeld
12: yes yep Yep. okay
0: we have a vote we have uh, an approval of the motion as presented motion carries thank you very much Moving on the agenda,
2: mm.
0: which I need to get in front of me. Items for discussion, are there any that I'm aware of? No. Administrators, Christy, is that you?
5: That would be me. That'd be you. Um, so I just wanna discuss our upcoming schedule we have um i'm just bringing it up as i'm talking to you um we have scheduled for next week the agenda was posted today um you should have all been notified if you signed up for that but if you haven't the agenda is now available on the website and that is going to be a presentation there's no decision that needs to be rendered it's a public meeting that um, the Department of Emergency Management will be presenting the hazard mitigation plan before you all. This was an offshoot of um, the master plan, the update to the master plan. And we were discussing having um, focused meetings on um, specific subject matter um they had reached out to us anyway because this is something that is a requirement that they need to present to a local planning commission and i thought it was a good idea because it will be interesting material that we can consider as we move forward with the update to the master plan which um from our last meeting (laughs) actual meeting we had discussed that the commissioners um, had decided to um, cut funding with everything going on with COVID for us to hire, a, um, to hire the actual support that we needed to move forward with the update to the master plan. Um, I don't believe that means that the master plan update is on hold. It just means that it's gonna be slowed um, and during this time, we can certainly um, still use this time to our advantage to bring in some of our um, experts to talk about areas of the plan um, that we should be thinking about when we're up Cut the, cut the video. Forward. So um, next week is just yeah. a presentation on the hazard mitigation plan. Same time, same place. Um, And then the following week, we have a presentation by the school district on their new site out um, near West Steamboat. Uh, They had reached out to us. I see Troy very excited about this because you specifically asked and uh, you asked, I made it happen, Uh, so. They are going to be presenting to you the site design. Um, They also have a requirement, actually, to present to a planning commission. They did reach out initially to the board of county commissioners when this all started, and it was really just a very preliminary discussion. This will be more in-depth about the site design and access and uh, and gathering input. It will be a public hearing as well. and it will be advertised on their part for that. So that is going to be scheduled on June 18th. Um, And then the 25th, we do have another hearing that is scheduled for a lot consolidation um, and a vacation of -of right-of-ways up in Steamboat Lake area. So um, that is for the 25th. And then we have several new applications in the pipe that we will need to schedule. Um, Not all of them are ready to be scheduled this time. We're still working with applicants and finalizing so we can uh, deem their applications complete. Um, We may have one in early July. Hold on, bear with me. Uh, Nope, we haven't formally scheduled anything yet. Um, Chris is on the line and she has an application that had to be canceled back when Zircles was also originally canceled when COVID happened and we had to figure out a virtual meeting format. Um, So that is for Lucky 8 Ranch, but she's been coordinating with that applicant to give them the opportunity to get on the agenda, but it doesn't sound like that they're ready yet. Um, So that was basically just tabled indefinitely at this time, Um, and we anticipate that um, they'll be um, being scheduled sometime in July, and Chris may want to comment on that. Go ahead, Chris. Oh, hold on. You are muted. You're unmuted now. There you go. Can you hear me? Yep. Okay. Um actually July 9th we do have that um a replat in Steamboat 2 that was just scheduled. Oh, Havner. Okay. Yeah.
3: No, okay. no, no. Yes, Havner. And yeah, I don't know where we're at
5: with Lucky Eight. I'm still working on that one. So I anticipate okay. for um for our next meeting, you know, as as we're getting our applications in we can coordinate with you all about whether or not you want to still you know meet often or if you feel that you want to leave it up to staff's discretion if they're pretty straightforward applications if you're comfortable enough we can schedule more than one um, on monday we had a board of adjustment meeting and it went fairly well um and they were definitely interested in having less meetings and comfortable with us scheduling more than one, within reason of course, if um, if it was like a pretty straightforward application um, that we thought that that would be smooth, smooth enough for them to handle. So, um, you know, maybe we can just see how next week goes and I can let you know what we have in the pipe to be scheduled and then we can work together on scheduling those on whether you know, we would want to continue in this format. Who knows if we'll be back to some sort of normalcy, um, but I, I don't foresee that happening in the near future.
7: Before you adjourn, uh, Brian has a question.
5: Yep, he's muted.
7: Brian, you're on. No, you're not. Should be. I
9: there you go. You, I keep getting muted. <laughs> you got it. You're on. I know when that no one wants to listen. I get the hint. But <laughs> I, I, I missed the topic of the June 18th meeting. It cut out right at that point. The actual topic.
5: Um, it would be the school district. School district. Up, yep, the school district coming to um, present before you all. They don't go through the public process to be approved for the site or the design. But as a courtesy, well, I guess technically it, there is a requirement that they have to present to, to, to obtain public comment. But it wouldn't be a decision on all yours parts. It would be more or less providing feedback to them to consider as part of the site design and, um, and access to that site. And that's over in um, the West Steamboat neighborhood near Steamboat 2 and Silver Spur.
9: Gotcha. Yeah, by the way, there is something, uh, there's a viewing platform out there. If anybody wants to go look at it, you can enter from the Steamboat 2 side. And, uh,
2: okay, thank you.
0: Thank you. Uh, Andy, you had a question? Your hands up.
2: Well, just, is that site actually in the county? It is, yes. And how do we not have purview?
5: Because it's the school district. School district. They're They're exempt.
2: Yep.
9: They, they could have like chosen a, not to go through our building department too and gone through a state building inspector. Oh huh. yeah. Yeah. Sounds ass
2: backwards in my opinion, but whatever.
5: <laughs> Tell us how you really feel Andy. Always.
2: You're right. Any other questions for Christy?
5: Yeah.
8: Uh, and I think this is probably a known, but uh, that's a county road. And does the county have ability to, you know, make requirements in terms of upgrades to a county road? Or for I, I think the bike trail for me is my big uh, my big hang-up, and I'm pretty sure we can't do anything about the bike trail, but how about the county road?
5: Um, I don't I'm not sure um, on the legalities of it all it's my understanding that they're pretty exempt um, across the board however um, I know that they have been working with our um, they've been working with CDOT and Road and Bridge now Public Works um, and working together so I think Think that just like they can opt out of our building department process, they are opt. Th- th- they are working with us on some of those things. Um, and I th-
2: that we th- need to be careful about ex parte communications about the specifics of a project that has not been presented in front of us.
5: It's it's not for uh, it's not a quasi judicial decision, I mean, Andy. Yeah, I mean, it's more or less just a presentation. Um, and and to receive your comments. Heads
0: Heads up. Say heads up. Copy. Yeah, yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
9: Brian, you had another question? I guess I shouldn't say it based on, I have information on some of the stuff Troy was saying, but we'll wait till June 18th.
0: (laughs) Or you can call Troy.
9: Very good. But I, I can answer a number of questions on this particular matter.
0: Mm. Uh, any other questions? I would uh, one request. Um, any comments that you think you'd like to make that are appropriate in terms of the proceedings this evening that maybe we can do better? Why don't we send them on to Christie?
1: Um, I have one. Yep. Yeah. Um, and that is that, uh, uh, and, and this is specifically to, to John Merrill because I know that he was signed in both on a phone and on a computer. And when you do that, it creates a weird reverb so that it's very hard to understand. It's really better to be on one or the other, but not both.
0: Christy, because I think John is probably
7: gone. No, no. no oh, okay.
5: I couldn't get on, okay, on either in the yeah. beginning. OK. Uh, got it. You know, uh, <laughs> what would have made that better, actually, which I think it's OK that he signed on for both. I think if we just mute his phone, I think that's what we may have been hearing, some of um, some background noise. And I noticed when you're on the phone, for some reason, it doesn't automatically mute people. So if somebody does call in, I think we just have to, if you look on the participants, I mean, everybody is muted for the most part, but Don wasn't muted, and that's something I should have recognized, and I could have unmuted him during this time. So I think that would help. Well, or not just John, but anybody that, is, that does yeah. call in on the phone.
0: Well, remember at the onset, we all agreed this is somewhat of a learning experience.
5: Yeah, yeah. Um, so... And then I did take notes of if somebody provides, you know, comments with links, I'll make sure I note that to you all so you can try them out um, and and make it obvious. So if you do have a problem with the link, you know, we can try to resolve that. Was, did everybody have a problem with it or? I thought
0: I didn't have any problems with it.
5: No, okay.
1: I didn't have any problem with the link, but I didn't think that their uh, the, the, what they presented in their link was necessarily what
5: was being um, No, it, I, I thought what was presented in the links were just, you know, facts she found online, you know, right. to, to kind right. of support her, yeah, support her yep. like petition, but I don't think it was yep. all very explained well in the comments personally, but
2: Where was that supplemental information delivered? Was that delivered via email or was that in the online packet?
5: It was in the supplemental packet um, that I emailed you all about um, yesterday. So,
1: but, but if you just go to the agenda, any of the agenda links, when they update that agenda, those links update. okay so unless you downloaded the agenda early then the current agenda has all those links to the additional comments on the agenda yeah
2: yeah that's that that's probably a better way of getting circling back around to it i just i'm not seeing the link in my email um no it's not
1: in the email it's on it's in the staff report
2: okay but there was a supplemental anything else issued to us
9: i have something related to this topic Uh, a few of us did miss the extent of that public comment and since we're doing this virtually i think we just we as a group just need to go overboard to make sure we get that public comment you know that a little bit of that slipped through the cracks and so we just need to figure out how to do a little better
0: that's true well I thought we asked twice if there was anyone I think what threw me a curve, I was expecting more public comment based on the number of public that were there, and in the end, I guess I was wrong. That's what threw me a little bit of a curve, which is, I think, why we asked twice if there was anyone else. I think
5: that there's also people that are sitting at home and are just joining Zoom calls because they're just, it's an interesting topic and they probably don't have an opinion on the matter. And I think we're going to find be, that yeah. too.
7: Yeah.
5: Um, oh well. So, I mean, just to circle back to make sure you all have your information and that you understood my follow-up email yesterday, you know, the, we're, we're going to try our best to get everything in the staff packet to you, obviously, the week before, which is what we normally do. Um, Obviously, and, and this is a great example, we got comments after the fact and, of course, the applicant had the opportunity to, A, reach out to the fire department or to address certain comments, and then they also wanted to update their presentation to include some of that information. Um, obviously, we put in this 72 hour policy, which is really just mirrors the mm-hmm. like best practice. To try to get that to you the mm-hmm. Monday before. That is 72 hours before, right? <laughs> yeah. um, but then I knew communicating with them that I was getting a follow up comment. So rather piecemeal you the comments, I didn't want to, you know, I want to make sure that you only have, you're getting two packets, the original. And if there's any follow-up, you get that amended agenda um, and links to that um, that way. If you're all okay with that, we can continue to do that um, or if you want me to send them to you as they come in, I can do that too. I just feel like that um, is not really efficient and could you know be lost in translation where we're all like dealing with numerous a barrage of emails and everything so um, For me, I would prefer it the way that I did it, but that's me. That's my preference. Uh, That worked? Oh, you went out. You're muted.
0: Oh, sorry. Um, I was comfortable with the way you did it. And so for me, it worked just fine.
5: Okay. I don't think anybody else has an opinion. there's any attachments I'll just try to make you know clear to everybody hey there's links in here or there's additional information within the the packet
8: sounds good the only thing the only thing I would say is that this happens to me a lot it seems like whether I mean you get these emails or open up a site and then there's all these attachments but just make a note Christy that says
5: Read these (laughs) Ah. Flashing arrows Open Because I
8: have no idea if it's spam or if it's You know what it is. It's like if it's part of the package Well tell me to click on the dang thing as opposed to just listing a bunch of this. I Mean, I don't know what they are Mm Mm-hmm
0: Troy, do you mean you don't have the time to just sit down and go through them all and just click on them
8: all? Uh, well, and, and who knows what in the heck all of it is. I Never know. mind.
0: You, did, don't you didn't miss
8: that. much. But. <laughs> nah. All
0: right. Anything else? Should we adjourn? Yes. I think so too. Thank you, Steve. Thank you, Christy. Thank you all. Thank have a good you. evening. We are adjourned. See you soon. Have
3: a good
5: one. Talk to you. Bye-bye. Bye, guys. Sarah. Yo. Um, I saw that you were, it was showing that you were recording.
1: Yeah, I stopped it when it turned into, like, you know, the last bit of sort of commenting on the Zoom call. But I recorded to my computer only. Okay. Just as backup because